Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Still waiting on my invite, Chris Canty. <laughs> I thought I was coming down for the big party ahead of the wedding in Chicago. Green Street smoked meats is catering. Mm-hmm. That's what Canty told me last time that we were together in the Seaport Studios. But uh, TikTok have not gotten that invitation just yet. You are listening to Canty and Carlin <laughs> on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and Sirius XM at Channel 80. You heard his voice. That's Freddie Coleman. I'm Courtney Cronin. And we're sitting in for the guys on this Monday afternoon. I know that if Chris Carlin were to do a wedding renewal, Mm -hmm. vows, whatever, that I would absolutely be invited and Mm -hmm. be there. So let's welcome in the co-host of this show, Canty and Carlin, Chris Carlin, here to talk, to stop by and uh, chat a few things that are developing in the NFL world today. Baker Mayfield, now the official starter for the Panthers against the Browns week one Not a whole ton of surprise around this one, Chris, but when you look at the projection of what this does for the Panthers this season, does it change anything in your mind about this team actually contending for anything? No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, for Baker, I, I, I actually like Baker Mayfield, and I do think he got hosed a little bit in Cleveland. He didn't handle himself well at all, uh, as we know. If he could, this is to me, this whole season for him is just about growing up. Right. You know, grow up from an emotional standpoint with how you handle yourself and actually show somebody that you're capable uh, of being a leader on a team. Um, You know, I got a chance to watch him a little bit last week in one of the joint practices with the uh, Patriots up in New England. And there wasn't any question as to who was the better quarterback between him and in uh, Sam Darnold that day in particular, and apparently throughout camp and and throughout the games. I think that Baker Mayfield is capable of being that guy. For whatever reason, it has just taken him longer to mature. And that's all on the mental side of the game. So that's what I'm very curious about with him this year. What does he show? And, And frankly, a situation that I don't think is going to be ideal to try to go win. So why do you think he hasn't matured to that level that he's supposed to have by this point in his career, Chris? I think he's always just been the guy and has been kind of in a position where he's been allowed to do what he needs, whatever he wants to do. I mean, think about it. He, you know, he, he ends up at Oklahoma. You're playing in the Big 12 and you're the starting quarterback at Oklahoma. It's awfully hard to get corralled doing very much, right? You right. can chuck it all over the lot. You're the number one overall pick in the draft. You are the reason... Uh, that certain guys uh, have their jobs or, frankly, now don't, like John Dorsey. Um, This is now about saving your career. So, to me, people don't mature until they absolutely have to, and I'm not convinced that he has ever absolutely had to until now. You mentioned you were at Patriots camp last week. We're talking with Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman. Um, and I know you're calling games for ESPN Radio during the NFL schedule this season. 
Seeing Baker Mayfield in action, that's one thing. On the other side of that, though, there's a whole lot of intrigue and question marks around Mac Jones and the Patriots offense. What did you see from that group? I I would be concerned about the Patriots. Now, granted, it's one practice, so it's probably unfair for me to say this. I would be concerned about the Patriots' abilities um, in their receiving core to make big plays. Now, Tyquan Thornton could be that guy, but he's still exceptionally young. And I think we see with young receivers, it usually takes at least half a season, if not more, before they're really making a big, big impact. Mm. Um, Unless you're Jamar Chase, and I don't think Tyquan Thornton is Jamar Chase. (laughs) Uh, But I look at the other guys, and they're just, they're guys. You know, Nelson Aguilar has never been a great receiver in the NFL. Um, Jacoby Myers, guys like Kendrick Bourne, guys like this, even in seven-on-sevens on this particular day, particular day we're not getting great separation. Um, and that, I, I think, was, again, a little eye-opening, yes, but uh, maybe one practice isn't fair to do that off of. I just don't think that they have explosiveness offensively. Right. You know, that that's the thing it's not just whether or not he's going to be good I think he's one of those quarterbacks that's decent and he'll be decent no matter who's around him but he can be infinitely better if he has a lot around him on a lower level how much that can you apply to another Jones meaning Daniel Jones the quarterback of the New York Giants and his first year head coach Brian Dable I just don't see it and it's nothing against Dable I, I you know it hasn't been a good situation for him health wise the first few years I think the giant offensive line, which was better last night, uh, is not going to hold up enough to keep him healthy this year, given his proclivity to get hurt before. And even on an interception last night that was a deflection uh, that Daxton Hill caught, uh, the first-round pick of the Bengals, uh, he was throwing to a backup tight end who is basically elevated to a starting tight end in triple coverage. And it went off his hands, yes, but he was still throwing it in triple coverage to him, and it was high. So I I don't have a great feeling about Daniel Jones this season. I really don't. I think it's going to be one of those years. I don't know if you're going to see Tyrod Taylor by the middle of the season, but you know, toward the end of the year, I would not be surprised if if that's what you're seeing. I don't think the Giants, uh, even though they have a a couple of better playmakers and a healthier Saquon Barkley, I, I don't expect the Giants to be real good this year. The Giants beat the Cincinnati Bengals 25-22 in their second preseason game. 2-0 this preseason. Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. 14-16 for 116 Mm. yards, and he threw a pick in there. None of that matters. All that matters from that is that Kayvon Thibodeau, who left the game early with what looked like a really serious knee injury, seems to be okay. The reports coming out are that it is just, and I use just in air quotes, an MCL, but he should be back early before the regular season starts. We're talking with Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance. So Tom Brady is back at practice today. We don't think we'll hear from him until later in the week, but he's back. People have talked about his absence, have speculated where he might have actually been. None of that matters because of this offensive line. That is the biggest problem with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as it pertains to Tom Brady going into this season. 
How do you think this shakes out for Brady and for the Bucks, knowing that he was gone and sort of this new precedent was set that it's okay for him to be gone that much of time? Like, I don't know if that could have changed anything with the offensive line, but how do you think this is going to affect things for the Bucks going forward? I, I'm with you guys. I heard you talking about it last hour. Like, Brady being gone to me isn't as much the story, as much as, much as it's who's going to be blocking right in front of him. Um, because – they are different guys, as you as you were talking about. Kappa is gone. Um, Ryan Jensen is out until November. Uh, you know they had the injury of guard last night. They still have guys, you know, second round pickers in the mix whose names escaping me at the moment who are, you know, very much um, works in progress. And as we know, he does not like pressure specifically in his face when he has gotten beaten uh, because he didn't play well. Usually that's why. I'm not concerned if Brady misses that much time in practice because knowing the kind of competitor that he is and understanding how much practice has always been important to him and he's gotten on guys, this had to be something really out of out of this you know the normal sense of of something that was uh, going on in his personal life that he had to take care of. So whatever that was, I'm not I'm not going to get that concerned about that. I think the Bucks have bigger problems and. Frankly, with their offensive line concerns right now, I, I don't know that they're an NFC championship game team. I really don't right now. Chris, great stuff as always. Appreciate the time. See, now, just a question, though, Courtney, okay. to go back to the initial mm-hmm. discussion here. I have reached the age where I prefer if you don't invite me to your wedding. He's in <laughs> my hometown. This is where his fiance is from, and you yes. were there standing next to me in Greeny's studio. The well, day he's, like, mean, he's, he's like, yo, you around that final weekend of August, Green Street meets, they're coming. I'm inviting the entire south side of Chicago. I and I was like, a, yeah, I'll be here. Invite me. Where's my invite? Slide in my DMs, Chris Canny. But on. I don't think it's it's not a for that for that barbecue thing. Right. It's he's which they're having the day after the wedding. I don't think it's a formal Event. send out an invitation type thing. So you want me just to show up? Crash no, I think you saying. could drop him a text. Hey, you know. Hey, Chris, got any extra brisket? Yeah. Okay. That's all. Simple. Yeah. Listen, I, as I have learned, it is so much cheaper to just send the check. Send the check. You don't need to invite me. I'm not going to be hurt. I definitely wasn't expecting to be invited to the wedding. I just want to go for Green Street meets. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I, I hope I will be getting. Well, soon. I'm going to talk to him tomorrow, and, you know, maybe a little burial problems here. <laughs> As always, appreciate you, Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin, joining Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman here on ESPN Radio. So Carlin says Brady's absence is not a big deal. We're going to go around the NFL and tell you what is a big deal and what's not. That's coming up next here on ESPN Radio after I tell you this from FanDuel. Start the second half of the baseball season the right way and turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using promo code PLAY, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in match bets if you don't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code PLAY to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Two weeks from today is the Monday of week one of the NFL season, so that means we have approximately... 13 and a half days to continue freaking out about all these preseason <laughs> headlines that come our way. We've got at least another like stretch of preseason football. I don't know how many people are going to be locked into these third preseason games, Freddie Coleman, because mm-hmm. most starters aren't going to be playing. We've typically seen the way that this has shifted over the last couple of years now that they've done away with the fourth preseason game. But nonetheless, plenty to get to, whether it is a big deal or not a big deal. This is Canty and Carlin. We are a big deal here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And as always, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Let's bring in our producer, Evan Wilner, to go through some of the league's headlines on this Monday afternoon. We'll tell you if it is a big deal or not a big deal. Evan, where are we starting? Yeah, so Cowboys kick returner Cavante Turpin returned a kickoff 98 yards for a touchdown and a punt 86 yards for a score in the Cowboys winning against Chargers on Saturday. Is this a big deal or no big deal, Freddie? It's a big deal from the standpoint of two reasons. Number one, now you got a game plan for a guy that you could not have expected that can help out your offense. And number two, the Cowboys offense that, struggle, that may struggle this year with the offensive line issues, the wide receiver room still in flux, and Dak Prescott trying to rise above that. Anyway, you can generate points in your offense. They have to put pressure on themselves to do that. It is a big deal. He's not going to do this every week, Courtney, but it's a big deal that the threat is potentially there to help out a Cowboys offense that could struggle in 2022. Anytime you see your special teams making big plays in the preseason, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a sign of effort. It's a sign of hustle. It's a sign of guys wanting to make the team and earn jobs. Now, obviously, Cavante Turpin did that and then more with the touchdown off of kickoff return and then the 86-yard punt. Like This guy is making the roster based on those plays. Those are effort plays that coaches talk about seeing. And sometimes when you're differentiating between who – who just misses the roster and who just makes it. It's the what have you done for me on special teams conversation that comes into the mix. You see this so often with linebackers, with receivers, with, you know, cornerbacks. Those are the positions that play a big role by and large on special teams. That's why you see teams hold on to more at those positions more or less. So, yes, to me, this is a very big deal, and I anticipate he will be very much making the 53. All right, the Ravens won their 22nd straight preseason game. Streak goes back to 2016. Is this a big deal or no big deal, Courtney? I can't say it's not a big deal because it's such an insane streak where they're not trying 
like in putting all the effort into like pulling out all of the rabbits out of their hat to like win these games. So yeah, I do think it's a big deal because of the sheer magnitude of the number of games that they've won when we've seen a multitude of players coming in and out of the lineup, particularly at the quarterback position. It's not like Lamar Jackson's out there. Uh, all of these games, you know, leading the team to a win, playing one quarter of football each preseason game. So yeah, I do think it's a big deal. They do a great job at scheming guys who are probably harder to teach because of the skill level, scheming them to the ability that they can actually take advantage of these preseason reps and win a game. For somebody who has to keep scoring preseason games, it's not a big deal to me. I applaud the efforts of the Baltimore Ravens, whether a guy's going to make the team or be working at Target a couple of weeks after the season is over. I get it. It means a lot to them. But even John Harbaugh didn't realize it. That's how many? We're not trying to win these games. That's all I need to know. Why it's not a big deal, even though it's 22 in a row in preseason football. All right, in that game also, we saw the Cardinals score two touchdowns while Kyler Murray was calling plays, Uh and just three points while Cliff Kingsbury was calling plays. Is that a big deal or no big deal, Freddie? Yeah, it's a big deal to Kyler Murray because now people don't have to get on about doing his homework or reading the playbook and all the other things. So Kyle Murray's like, see, (laughs) you guys getting on me saying, you got to do your homework. You got to have your nose in the playbook or this team won't go anywhere. Never mind the fact that the three years he's been in the National Football League, the Arizona Cardinals have improved their win production each and every year. But yet he's the problem, not doing enough homework to be a successful quarterback. Yeah, it's a big deal, especially Kyle Murray. So you can look at people and say, get off me. I know what I'm doing in the quarterback position. It's a big deal to me that this charade is still going on. I don't care (laughs) that two touchdowns were the result of Kyler Murray calling plays in a preseason game. I care about the fact that this wasn't just a one-off during practice when he's calling plays to the backup quarterbacks. It happened during the first preseason game. It happened during the second preseason game. The message that's being sent from Cliff Kingsbury to Kyler Murray is a very strong one here. And to me, that's the biggest deal in all of this. Like, our coach and player, not at odds, but is there some sort of friction there? Because remember what he said during the preseason practice where he allowed him to do it the first time at the end of July. Like, you know, not so easy, big dog. That's what he called (laughs) Kyler Murray, who is not physically a big guy. So... I saw the undertones there. I felt the tension. And the fact that this thing is continuing to go on, maybe the message has not been sent loud and clear. Maybe this is a part of the homework clause that was then ripped out of his contract because of how embarrassing it was. But, yeah, I still think it's a big deal. This is going on into the second week of the preseason. All right, last one. I'm just going to Courtney on this one, Freddie. Sorry. Roquan Smith ended his hold in. He'll play the final year uh, on his rookie deal. Smith says he's going to bet on himself. Courtney, is this a big deal or no big deal? It's not a big deal because he had no other choice. He had no leverage in this situation. He was representing himself, which is infinitely harder. I respect the effort in trying to do it, but it's so much harder when you don't have somebody else handling your negotiations that's actually an NFLPA certified agent. And what else is he going to say? Like, and the fact is, he's not really betting on himself all that much. I mean, he's doing what he has to do to accrue a season towards free agency, but the Bears can still use the franchise tag on him next year if they so choose, if he does have a great season this year. So not a big deal in my mind. 
Okay, so in the matter of moments, we're going to tell you whether Kenny Pickett's second straight strong performance in the preseason is a big deal. Has he done enough to potentially supplant Mitchell Trubisky as the week one starter? We'll head to the Steel City next here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman holding it down for the guys on this Monday afternoon. As always, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's tap in now with Jerry Dulac joining the show. He covers the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Jerry, we saw Kenny Pickett handle NFL speed pretty well on Saturday against Jacksonville's first-team defense rather than the four-teamers from the Seahawks that we saw the week before. And I know that right now it looks like this is Mitch Trubisky's job to lose for week one. Is there any chance that Kenny Pickett can do enough in the remaining week or so of the preseason to push for that week one starter's job? Yeah, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think there's much question that that job will be Mitch Trubisky's to start the season. It has been that way since the first snap of the spring. And um, I don't think anything has changed. But what has changed is that Kenny Pickett has put himself in that conversation uh, to be the number two quarterback. But let's face it, in today's NFL, you don't draft a quarterback on the first round and he not be a starter at some point. And at some point, Kenny Pickett will be the starter, whether that's week three, week 10, or next season. I don't think they want to throw him to the wolves, but I will say what they have seen from him uh, has been very impressive. Uh, you know, whether it was the first uh, going against the first team with the first team or going against third-teamers, he did it twice in those two-minute situations, and the poise with which he handles himself uh, in those situations is what's impressive to them. And the fact that they only let him play eight snaps the other day was almost like Mike Tomlin said, okay, I've seen enough. And I thought he would have played, he played two series, I thought he would have played four for sure to keep developing, you know, keep his progress on a uh, you know an expedited uh, level, and um, that that kind of that, that kind of spoke to me when Mike Tomlin did that. What does it say about Mitchell Trubisky that at least for right now that he's the clear number one starter quarterback for the Steelers, Jerry? Well, I think you know when they signed Mitch Trubisky, they did not indicate to him 
that they were going to draft a quarterback number one. Um, I, I wonder if they would have said that, not that they had any obligation to, if he would have signed as quickly as he did. And don't forget, it was only two hours into the first day where you could talk to free agents that they had agreed to a deal with them, which means you know, he was gung-ho to come here and they were gung-ho to have him. Mitch Trubisky has played well. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a little bit of a work in progress for him, too, because he's uh, playing behind an offensive line that is still feeling its way. And if you watched the other night, was not very good. Um, and he hasn't had the full complement of players out there as well. So I think his progress will be evaluated a little bit better as they go forward. But uh, their plan was to have him be the starter, and he has done nothing to change that. We're talking with Jerry Dulac. He covers the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Another quarterback we haven't talked about that much, but somebody who just will not go away is Mason Rudolph. He got most of the action against Jacksonville, 17-21, 127 yards, and a touchdown. What does the future hold for Rudolph? Well, you know, that's what the the big debate point uh, here uh, in town is. And while I initially thought if Kenny Pickett showed enough to be the number two, they might move on from Mason Rudolph. And, and look, that is still a possibility. That wouldn't surprise me. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to keep three quarterbacks. I think they learned their lesson a couple years ago when they traded Josh Dobbs. And then all of a sudden, Ben gets hurt. And now they have to use Mason Rudolph, who did not play the year before, and Duck Hodges. And so, and, you know, they struggled in that season, as we well uh, know. So, you know, and it's an inexpensive quarterback room. Mitch Trubisky didn't cost him a lot. Um, Mason Rudolph only, uh, you know, he cost him $5 million. And, of course, Kenny Pickett's on a rookie deal. So, you know, it being an inexpensive quarterback room, there is no harm in keeping three guys. Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert always felt this way, too. They want two NFL ready quarterbacks on the roster and of course Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky give them that and so I I think um, even though it might be viewed as a demotion or will be a demotion for Mason Rudolph if he goes from number two to number three um, I think uh, that they are leaning toward keeping all three of them I will say Mason Rudolph has handled this whole situation professionally and with a ton of class. Well, Jay, let's flip that. What would it take for the Pittsburgh Steelers that a Mitchell Trubisky is a starting quarterback going into the season to make a quarterback change? You know, I don't know. I don't know how long the rope will be. I don't think it'll be short. I know this. Mike Tomlin does not believe in flipping real quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does not believe in a two-quarterback rotation system. Not saying that's a possibility, because it's not. He believes in picking a guy, sticking with him, showing the other players that they're committed to this guy, that he's the guy, and showing the quarterback that he believes he's the guy. So I don't think it'll be anything quick if, if Mitch Trubisky struggles, but I do believe, unless he really lights it up for a good portion of the year, um, that eventually... Uh, Kenny Pickett will be in there. And again, for the reasons I stated earlier, you don't draft a guy on the first round in today's NFL and have him sit, uh, a quarterback that is. And at some point in time, I believe Kenny Pickett will be the starter, barring some uh, Pro Bowl performance uh, by uh, Mitch Trubisky. 
A matter of when, not if, for Kenny Pickett this season, the rookie quarterback, first-rounder that the Pittsburgh Steelers chose back in April. We're talking with Jerry Dulac, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Pittsburgh Steelers reporter, about the outcome that is expected later on in the season. Jerry, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate the time. Well, you are welcome. It was nice chatting with you. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, a triple threat of protection with home, auto, and more. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up next, the impact Kevin Durant's trade demand is having on the NFL. What? We're going to explain that next, ESPN Radio. Huh? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kevin Durant does not have a new home after requesting a trade away from the Brooklyn Nets back in June. Neither does Donovan Mitchell. Apparently, the Jazz want a significant upgrade from what the New York Knicks are currently offering for Mitchell. This is Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. He's Freddie Coleman. I'm Courtney Cronin. So according to The Athletic, the Knicks offered Evan Fournier, mm-hmm. Obi Toppin, mm-hmm. and five five first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell. And what we know is that they control their draft for, like, the next eight years. They had about eight first-round picks uh, that they could have thrown into the mix, but they offered five. They apparently want more than that. When you hear something like that, what is your initial reaction? That Donovan Mitchell is nowhere worth five first-round draft picks. I mean, this is what happens when someone decides that Rudy Gobert's cream out the bar. And that's why the Minnesota Timberwolves giving the Utah Jazz all that haul. So the Utah Jazz are thinking, well, we got that for Rudy Gobert. We know Donovan Mitchell is a far better player than him. So we should expect more. We should ask for more because they've already gotten that kind of ransom from the Minnesota Timberwolves who have wrecked everything. They not only wrecked things, Courtney, for Donovan Mitchell going to the Knicks. They wrecked everything for Kevin Durant. Because I'm sure Kevin Durant might have been traded by now. But the minute that deal came down right before July 4th, then the Brooklyn Nets think, well, if he got that, then we should get much more for Kevin Durant if he wants out of here. You know what this reminds me of? Deshaun Watson's $230 million contract and everybody thinking that that's going to become the norm in the NFL. All quarterbacks who play at any level above, on par, or maybe even slightly below Deshaun Watson will be getting at or near that amount of money instead of viewing that as the outlier. I view that the same way as the Rudy Gobert trade. To me, that was the outlier Mm -hmm. that the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz pulled off, and it's not going to be something that 
leads to a domino effect. I mean, there's a reason that Kevin Durant has not been moved right now. There is a reason that Donovan Mitchell is still with the Utah Jazz, at least in theory, and not on the New York Knicks or somewhere else. We had heard all the rumors that those were the places that those guys wanted to go, Mm -hmm. like Donovan Mitchell, but there's a reason it hasn't played out because we're trying to base the norm off of the outlier. This is what happens when desperate organizations do dumb things when it comes to the Cleveland Browns because Deshaun Watts was not thinking about them, but there was no way he's going to pass with all that guaranteed money. So, of course, he's going to sign the Cleveland Browns who are desperate to win a championship. They've never won a Super Bowl. The same rule applies during the Brooklyn Nets. They're not desperate. They look at Kevin Durant and say, look, we gave you four years, $190 million in extension. We're not just going to let you go because you want to go. Desperate teams do dumb things, and everybody believes that everybody else going to do dumb things. Great franchises don't do what the Cleveland Browns did and what the Brooklyn Nets are not doing right now. You always got to look at who has the leverage. Donovan Mitchell has three guaranteed years left on his contract. Kevin Durant has four. So I'd get yelled at this, uh, yelled at for this, doing this on the round the horn, crossing okay. the lines between sports where I'm applying NFL logic to the NBA or using stuff that happens in baseball and mm-hmm. the NHL. But there's a reason that Kevin Durant's trade demand makes me think about player empowerment okay. in other leagues including the NFL. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. He's Freddie Coleman. I'm Courtney Cronin. And we've been talking about it today because there's reports out there that Memphis is now apparently interested, and you can believe how loosely or how tightly interested they are in getting Kevin Durant via trade and what they'd have to give up. Um, But coming back to, you know, the focal point here is that Kevin Durant is still under contract for four more years. The extension that he signed last offseason does not kick in until this season. And that's four years, $198 million. He put this trade request out there, Freddie, and he has yet to be moved over, you know, we're, we're nearing the two-month mark right now, and he's still in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I cover the NFL for ESPN. I cover the Chicago Bears, and, and I just covered a situation of it this weekend where it did not work out in the players' favor. Roquan Smith, linebacker, who is a second-team uh, all-pro guy, had decided to hold in in hopes of getting a contract extension that very well could have reset the market. Instead, he and the team could not come to an agreement. He says he's going to bet on himself this year, play on his $9.7 million fifth-year option, so on and so forth. But there are other players, elite players, a lot of them, in the NFL right now where I feel this idea of player empowerment, being able to control where you go and where you are, that it applies to certain players. And I'm wondering if that's a trickle-down effect from what we've seen in the NBA. And, and the guys I'm thinking about are Tom Brady saying, deuces, I'll be back in two weeks. I, I you know, have won a bunch of Super Bowls. I'm going to take some time off from training camp to handle an alleged personal thing. Deshaun Watson doesn't play last season, still gets paid his full contract at the time by the Houston Texans. All these hold-ins that we've seen throughout training camp where guys show up, say, I'm not practicing until I get my new contract, and then they do the second that they sign those new deals. Like, do you see the – like, am I making sense here in drawing the lines between the NBA and the NFL? Because to me, it feels like player empowerment honestly has never been higher than it is right now in the NFL. Well, well, they want it to be, but I go back to when the NBA gave out all those contracts and free agency when the salary salary cap roof went through the roof, literally speaking. And playing NFL players the ground said, why can't that happen with us? Because we play a much harder sport, a sport that is dangerous to us. Why are we not getting those kind of contracts? 
the difference is the NBA players know they control the league. And the NBA owners are okay, are, are okay with that. NFL owners are never going to let NFL players do that. Sure, they'll let there's you no do, guaranteed contracts, right. yeah. by and large. Yeah, they'll let you do that if you're a quarterback. If you're Aaron Rodgers, if they're desperate enough for Deshaun Watson, they re-sign Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson is going to get his deal, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. They'll do that for quarterbacks. But there are plenty of other players in other positions thinking, well, if it was good for the quarterbacks, I should get that. Dude, you are the ugly girl at the dance. They are never going to give you that kind of money. I don't care if you're a great linebacker, great running back, great wide receiver. Quarterbacks run the league in the NFL. If you have a great quarterback, everybody feels better. The flowers smell better. The rooms are cleaner. All of that. But if you're a different player in a different position, you may think you can have that empowerment trickle down to you. Your name better start with Patrick or Mahomes and play the quarterback position. They want what NBA players are going to have for more than a minute. But they're not getting it because the owners in the NFL are never, ever going to allow that to happen. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. So I agree with you, and I think that that's probably the reason that we're going to see this hold-in language done away with whenever the next sure. CBA comes out for the NFL because owners eliminated the hold-out ability of players because they wanted them there for training camp. They mm-hmm. didn't want like to have to forgive all these fines of not showing up, and then it's 30 days um, that go by, and then they're like, oh, okay, like let's all be happy. Here's your new contract. Like All the fines are gone too. So they eliminated that, and then players found a loophole by holding in. Sure. So that, in my mind, would eliminate player empowerment from, from that perspective, but it still exists with the one percenters. And mm-hmm. the one percenters are the guys – that we're constantly talking about the Sean Watson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Because you know if Tom Brady decided to go take a little hiatus in the middle of this training camp for whatever reason, we don't know what it is yet, who's to say Aaron Rodgers isn't going to try to pull the same thing next year? The guy who cannot stand preseason games, doesn't want to play in them, doesn't want anything to do with them. Who's to say it doesn't happen to that echelon? Next, because wide receivers are one thing. We saw the wide receiver market explode right. this offseason. Guys like Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, forcing mm-hmm. their way out of places where they were still under contract to go where they wanted to go. But the level it takes with the quarterback position. It's a different level. It, it's it just different. ups the ante completely. Honestly, though, unless you're Lamar Jackson. Like, that's the thing I have to wonder about. Is it because he doesn't have an agent and self-represents? The fact that he doesn't have a deal right now Mm -hmm. and is going to have to truly bet on himself this year in order to get the size of the deal that he wants because he said he's shutting down all talks ahead of week one. Yeah, but it's easy for him to do that, Courtney, when you got $23 million you're going to make this year in the final year of your deal. And he's And could get franchised next year, too, and make a ton of money. Right, so he's in – you hate to have somebody go out there – without the benefit of a potential long-term deal, but that's what it is in the National Football League. We're not talking about a guy going into a into a season and he has no money coming in. He's still going to have $23-plus million coming in. And if he gets franchise tag, which he does want, he's going to have a lot more coming in. Lamar Jackson has proven to be an outlier. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't advise him to do it. But when you have that kind of belief in yourself, the Ravens are thinking it's a no-lose situation. If he balls out, we'll pay him the money. If he doesn't ball out, then we can move on from him, and we don't have to pay anything else, anything more than $23 million. But that player empowerment thing in the NFL, that's a very slippery slope because you think you can force teams to do that. The NFL has shown that they're just like the mafia. If they don't want to be moved, mm-hmm. they'll move on from you before you can try to move on from them. And that does open the door for what these owners do not want, which is players running the league mm-hmm. and players controlling everything. I think, honestly, they're okay with a couple guys 
more or less calling their own shots. Deshaun Watson, though, was empowered by an organization that just let him kind of do whatever the heck he wanted, certainly from um, all of the allegations we saw of sexual misconduct and the fact that the Texans settled with 30 women in in these civil suits uh, that could have become way more. So very clearly they knew what was going on from that perspective. But, like, I just I keep going back to the fact that this mm. guy – did not play an entire season last year, got got paid in full. Because those that doesn't te- happen. That doesn't the, happen the, elsewhere. It's not supposed to. That's why it's the NFL. That doesn't apply to the average Joe that's Freddie and the average Josephine that's you. That applies to them, and they know it, and they're going to try to make that work as much as they possibly can. Yeah, it, it's just absolutely wild to me. Tom Brady is back at practice today, so we maybe soon we'll find out what his little hiatus can consisted of, but – you know, I guess if you win a bunch of Super Bowl rings, mm-hmm. you can do what you want. It's not for everybody. Not everybody is the 1% in the NFL. But like we've seen with Kevin Durant trying to force his way out of there, even the best of the best, sometimes there are limitations on them, especially when you are playing the leverage game, no matter what the sport is. Straight ahead, a former number one pick is back to being number one on the depth chart. That's next, Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio.